You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 65. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Have you ever thought about how your perspective of your business has an effect on your business? If you view every obstacle as something that is holding you back, then most likely it will. It'll hold you back from your own success. But if you view every obstacle as an opportunity to build a better business, then obstacles are nothing to fear. But they're actually something to face in order to get to the next level. Now, the real question is, do you have a way to build a positive business perspective? In other words, do you have a way to see the good in every situation, regardless of what it looks like when you first see it? Most likely, you don't. And if so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a process for knowing what it takes to get and have a positive state of mind in the midst of negative events. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really learned a a stepwise approach on how to build a positive mindset some type of step-by-step process for having a positive perspective, regardless of the situation. In other words, they're simply leaving their success to the events that are happening around them instead of viewing those events in a positive light and being able to map out the action plan that's going to get the results that they've always wanted. So what do you do? Well, you have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn how to build a positive business perspective. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how to understand what it takes to get control of yourself when things around you are out of control. So if you're ready to learn the tools and techniques to change your perspective, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to build a positive business perspective. Because having or not having the power of positive perspective can either make or break your business as well as make or break you. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today. Because I want you to understand where you are now is not where you have to be. But it all starts between your ears. In other words, it's how you perceive your situation that makes all the difference. It's your mental state of mind in good times, bad times, and any time. So what we're going to do today is talk about three things in this podcast. First, how to change a business perspective so that you have a process for how you think about anything negative in your business. Second, how the 10x rule works so that you have a roadmap for new possibilities. And third, understanding the next level, so that you know what to do when you're ready to succeed. Now, before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like and your life be like if you knew exactly what it takes to change a negative perspective into a positive perspective in your business? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. 
How to Change a Business Perspective. Now, before we get into the topic of how to change a business perspective, I think it's important to explain what I mean by the words business perspective. It means any aspect of your business and how you perceive or feel about it. And it's that feeling, whether it's positive or negative, that creates the perspective. Let me give you an example of one advisor and his business perspective when it came to prospecting. This is actually a story out of my first book, 101 Advisor Solutions, a financial advisor's guide to strategies that educate, motivate, and inspire. Here's how it goes. Years ago, a rookie financial advisor new to the area asked a veteran colleague and friend, what's the wealthiest street address in in the city of Milwaukee? Well, that's easy. It's Lakeshore Drive, because that's where all the mansions and all the money are. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't prospect them. They already have an advisor, he stated. Many weeks later, the veteran stopped the rookie as he rushed by him on the way out the door. Where are you going in such a hurry? The veteran asked. I'm going to see my client at his home, Lakeshore Drive, I replied. You see, that rookie years ago was me. And my perspective was why, why call people who don't have money when I could call people that do have money, regardless if they have an advisor. <laughs> but my friend's perspective was why call wealthy people who probably have an advisor when he could call his friends and their parents, who were middle class and didn't have an advisor. Which one of us do you think found bigger clients? That's right, I did. And about a year later, when I got a new client, who is a well-known Milwaukee news anchor, my boss asked me, how'd you get her? I simply explained that she just she lives on Lakeshore Drive. It's where I prospect. You see, my perspective was to go where the money is. In fact, I called every house on that seven miles of street three times before I moved on to another target market. And many of my early clients came from Lakeshore Drive. T.S. <laughs> Eliot said it best when he said, Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far they can go. You see, risk has many definitions. To my co-worker, it implied taking time to prospect an affluent niche that he believed would most certainly reject him. <laughs> to me, the rookie at the time, the risk was in not attempting to prospect them, since not attempting at all would absolutely result in failure. My point today is that the reality of business risk is really about how your perception dictates what we believe is possible. See, the lesson learned should be, don't limit yourself. And so the following that I'm going to go over is a brief outline on how you can live beyond any business limitation that you might have set up for yourself and not even known that you set it up. So let's look at a step-by-step process for changing your perspective. Step one, identify your business risk. It was a simple thought. I'm not going to get rejected by people who don't have money. (laughs) That thought led me down the path of forming my belief system around who I was going to prospect and who I wasn't. In other words, I didn't care about rejection. I didn't care about wasting my time with unqualified prospects. Unfortunately, it took some time to realize that although I was closing these new wealthy clients, 
they were only willing to invest small portions of their investments with me. And as a result, my updated business risk was in not being confident enough to put together comprehensive financial plans for them, but merely pushing a product. So I had to go to step two in order to change my perspective. Step two, model the masters. Once you've identified any challenge, it's important to look for the solution or solutions. In this case, my solution came in the form of a conversation with my then branch manager who simply said, you know, you've got 500 accounts. You don't need 500 more with the same assets per account. What you need is a minimum account size. I recommend from this day forward that you never take an account under 100000 See, this guy, this branch manager, he was a former top producer turned branch manager, and to me, he kind of walked on water. So it didn't take long before I picked up the phone and I started cold calling business owners, inserting the phrase into my introduction, which sounded like this. I tend to work with business owners who have 100000 or more in investable assets. I, th I think it was about 30 minutes after starting to say that, that this elderly business owner said, and I was shocked when he said this, he said, I know what you mean. I don't have time for small accounts either. That stranger, who actually never became a client and actually never set an appointment with me, well, that stranger took me to step three, and he had no way of knowing it. He had no way of knowing what he just did. He helped me to create the third step a new reality. Step three, create a new reality. Change can be a scary thing until you realize that not changing will cause you even more risk. Take for instance what happened just about 30 minutes after I started using that, that new phrase, that I tend to work with people that have 100,000 or more in investable assets. Well, a 30 plus year veteran business owner that I was speaking to, like I said, replied, I know what you mean. I don't have time for small accounts either. And just like that, everything changed for me. I was no longer afraid to position myself as a, an advisor with a minimum account size. In fact, I embraced it, and I was actually proud of saying it. This guy gave me permission to create a new reality. Now, notice what I just said. This guy gave me permission to create a new reality. He gave me permission. Today, I would tell anyone, any financial advisor or insurance agent that I work with, you don't need his permission or anybody's permission to create a new reality. Instead, you just need to decide on what your reality is going to be and then take action to back up your new belief system, your new perception. You see, my boss at the time explained his reality before that when he said, you don't need to have 500 more accounts with the same average account size. So he had a perception of reality based on his experience that he most likely got over the years where he probably wound up getting rid of a large chunk of clients, the C clients, a decade or maybe two decades into his career. Then the veteran business owner confirmed what my boss had said, my boss's reality, by saying that, he understands why I have to have a minimum account size. Now, here's the important part. It's the part that most people don't get. I could have came to that same conclusion years before, 
years before either one of them said it. In fact, it wasn't the first time I heard it. It wasn't the first time that I heard you need a minimum account size of 100000 or more because four years earlier, I was in a rookie training class in St. Louis, and a fellow rookie said he was going to start his business by telling every, everybody that he talked to, I tend to only work with people that have 100000 or more in investable assets. And he, he did it, and he started saying that every day from day one. And this kid, this 20-something kid, when I was only 26, he... He basically became one of the top advisors in our rookie class because he was gathering more assets, because he had a different perspective. So the part I want you to understand is that it's so important that you create your own reality if you want to. And once you get good at the previous steps, you're going to want to go to the next step, step four. Step four, become the mentor. Now, as a business coach, I've had the pleasure to help others break through their realities, <laughs> their realities of their own business risk. Take Kelly J. That's not a real name. A 30-year veteran client of mine who agreed to set her minimum account sizes. And she decided that she was going to change it to 500000 then to a million, and later to $3 million. And it wasn't until she actually gathered... 10 million of new assets in one month that she realized how limiting her, her thinking had been. In fact, years ago in January, she asked me what she thought I felt her new assets under management should be a year later. How much should she bring up in one year? And I said, at your level, you need to bring in a million a month. And she said, how am I going to do that? So I told her, don't worry about how. That's my job. Your job is to just take action. So a year later, she brought in $12 million. Then she asked me the same question. She asked me if she should be gathering a million a month again. And I said, no. At your level, you should bring in $24 million in a year. She said, how am I going to do that? And I simply replied, don't worry about the how. That's my job. Your job is to take action. And a year later... She brought in $25 million, not $24 million. In fact, like I said later on, she brought in $10 million in one month. The point is, when you mentor someone, you're reinforcing your new perspective, as well as creating new perspectives of those that you're mentoring. Now, let me explain why having a system to break through your negative business perspective works so well. The reason why it works is because it helps you to be aware of what those risks are. Then, by modeling your mentors, it supports the paradigm shift of what is truly possible. But what if you can't find the right mentors that can help you get to the next level? What if you can't find those mentors that have done more than we ever believed possible? Well, we need a system for thinking outside the box to get to the next level. And that system is something that would help you think in terms of 10 times what you thought was possible. And that is what we're going to talk about next. How the 10x rule works. Now, before I jump in and explain how the 10x rule or 10 times rule works, I got to tell you what happened about two hours ago. 
couple of hours ago, I was in a coaching session. And a lot of times when I do these coaching sessions, I'll jump in if I have an extra hour and I'll kick out a podcast. (laughs) And that's what happened. I literally was in a coaching session with an advisor who's been in the business for a few years. He's got about $20 million under management, and he was talking about one of his prospects, actually a client who has just a small account with him. And he mentioned that this is a client that just has very little with him, but has over a million in other places. Now, as he was talking about that, he said, now, if I bring in that guy, I'll be gathering a lot of assets this month. And I said, let's do this. Let's do a little exercise. Let's do a 10x exercise. And here's what I mean. What if you didn't have 20 million under management? What if you had 200 million under management? Now, (laughs) granted, I work with people that have 2 billion under management, but I wanted him to change his perspective. And I said, now you've got 200 million under management. And tell me a little bit about this client who has very little with you, but has a million outside. And he said, it's scattered all over the place. And there's actually a million dollars in an annuity that really shouldn't be in there because, and he explained why. And in addition to that million, that guy had more. And so I said to my client, well, let's look at it this way. If you had 200 million under management right now, what's your, what do you think he needs from you? What could you do for him? And he said, well, first off, what he needs, and he rattled off everything that this guy needed from him to have the right plan, to put this whole thing together, to have one person manage everything, to reduce all the the different fragmentation that he has with all of his money that's scattered all over the place. And I said to him, well, look, that's your value. In fact, you probably just increased your value 10 times because you're so confident, you're 10 times confident about what you can do for him. So go help the guy. And he got it. He changed his perspective just by me having him picture being 10 times farther in his business. Now, I wasn't going to put this into this podcast, but I thought it was a, a great story about how quickly your perception can change when you have the right questions and when you view yourself 10 times farther. Now, let me tell you where I came across all of this. Over the years, I've, I've read a lot of great books, a lot of great self-help books, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and the list goes on and on. And some new ones, Atomic Habits, great book. And there are a lot of books out there on success and really the mastering of your own perception on how to get the outcome that you want. And I I found a book called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Now, I typically don't really talk about books, but I thought this was a great book on changing your perspective, thinking of what it would look like 10 times farther, 10 times the goal, 10 times the action, 10 times the result. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the takeaways that I got from this book called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone and how you can change your mindset and your perspective so it's 10 times what it is right now. Let's jump into some of these takeaways. Takeaway number one, create 10 times or 10x goals. Like I said, when I was a rookie, I never even thought about having a minimum account size of 100,000, much less saying it during the first 10 seconds in a cold call. But 
Let's just say I did the unthinkable from day one. Let's just go back to day one and say that I was calling those people on Lakeshore Drive, that wealthiest street in Milwaukee I told you about, and let's just say that I I said, I tend to work with people that have a million or more in investable assets. Well, eventually, somebody, somebody would have met with me. I literally would have had less clients, but I would have had more assets. And I would have had an amazing perspective about prospecting. See, the author of the 10x rule asks a great question when he says, are your goals equal to your potential? That's a powerful question. So in the book, he explains you must set goals using the 10 times or 10x rule to raise your attention. Even if the goals seem so far out of reach that you're never going to get those, but you read those goals on a daily basis, you'll take massive action and at least you'll get farther than if you had average goals and, had, and didn't read these at all. I literally had a client ask me yesterday when we were talking about changing perspectives. He said, this is a different client, how can your business be 10 times farther than it is now? And I began to explain to him exactly what it looked like, how many employees, what would their roles be, what my role would be. What instantly happened to me is I started changing my perspective about my own business, my own possibilities. And that's actually what happened to my client that I talked to today. Now, here's what you need to do to set 10x goals. Number one, set 10x targets. Just like my client who changed her, her minimum account size from 500000 to a million and then $3 million. Number two, align them with your other purposes. How will this goal get you to your purpose in your business? Number three, write them down daily. <laughs> I know this might sound strange, but if you write these down every day when you wake up and before you go to bed, you keep writing it down, writing the same thing, you'll achieve those a lot faster than if you don't. Now let's go to the next takeaway. Takeaway two, take 10x action. Success rarely happens by accident. It just doesn't. And that's why you have to take massive action in order to get massive goals accomplished. Now let's take a, a look at the four degrees, it says in the book, the four degrees of action that he talks about in this book. Number one, do nothing. That's really not much action at all. Number two, you can retreat or avoid doing things. In other words, you're procrastinating. Number three, take normal or a normal degree of action. And this will get you actually normal or average results. Number four, take massive action. And this is the only way to get massive results. See, massive action isn't a one-time shot. It's about being disciplined and consistent with your actions over and over and over again. You just keep doing it and doing what's important to get done. So let's go back to my rookie story. When I, when I had 500 accounts, my boss wasn't saying, don't have 500 more accounts. He was saying, don't have 500 more accounts that were just like the type of accounts that I had. Well, let me explain what I've seen before. It's just as easy to service a million-dollar account as a $100,000 account. I know I've done both. And it's actually easier to, to service $1 million account than it is to service than to service $110,000 accounts because eventually your, time's, your time becomes valuable. You run out of time. So 10 times the action or 10x action would not have been to work 
instead of 40 or 50 hours a week, 400 or 500 hours a week. Instead, it would be working smarter by basically upping my minimum account size and also looking at other ways to to bring people in, maybe seminars for people that have a million or more. So I think you're getting the point that 10x action is really working 10 times smarter instead of just 10 times harder. Let's go to the next takeaway. Takeaway three, create an obsession. If you're not willing to make changes in your business, then you're not ready to produce new results and find new success. That's simple. Einstein said it best when he said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Do you see obsession as a disease or a gift? It's a good question. It was in the book. Are you open to getting completely focused to getting where you want to be? Are you willing to be intense about it and just get it done? Now, the author says that having an obsession, which is defined as a a domination of one's thoughts or feelings by a persistent idea or image or or desire, is the only way that you're going to take a 10x action to hit 10x goals. Now, again, remember that even if you don't do 10x or 10 times the action and don't hit 10x or 10 times the goal, you're still going to get farther than if you have average goals and average action. In other words, you're thinking outside the box, and that makes all the difference. Now, let me explain where I did this years ago. Let me tell you a quick story about obsession. When I was a rookie, I played a game while prospecting. I was trying to beat my average score every day, and one day I was shooting for a record, and I thought I could make it, when a veteran financial advisor, a friend of mine, walked into the office and said, let's go, it's almost five o'clock, we're going to the bar across the street. I looked at him, I looked at my tally sheet, I looked back at him and I said, I can't, I'm going to hit a record. (laughs) I'm going to talk to 100 people today. He looked at me with a shock on his face and he said, it's Friday, give it a rest. And I said, no, I got to hit my goal. And he left. Well, I hit my goal. I didn't call 100 people that day. I literally talked to 100 prospects that day by having hundreds of cold calls. Now, this was back in the day, but the point is, is that it was an obsession. But that doesn't mean you have to call hundreds of people. In fact, if you're a veteran and you're listening to this right now, you probably don't want to call hundreds of people, and you shouldn't, because you don't have time for that. But you could hire a cold caller, or two, or three. In fact, later today, I have a session with a cold caller that's calling for one of my great clients. You see, you could think like a person who is doing 10x or 10 times the gross production and having the first, second, or third junior advisor focusing on building the team, building up the prospects in the pipeline. You could think outside the box. One of the great clients that, that does this, he's, a, he's obsessed with getting success. And that's what he does. He just keeps adding people to the team. So let's go to the next takeaway. Takeaway four, starve fear. Fear of success is rarely discussed, but often experienced, and most people don't even know it. If you can't let go of your present situation, then you can't grasp the future. You must hold yourself to accepting that you deserve success and that not being afraid of of getting that success is how you're going to get there. 
See, in the book, the author says, fear's favorite food is time. In other words, fear seems to make you procrastinate. The way to starve fear is to cut the time out of procrastination and just take action as quickly as you can. And it reminds me of another author, Mel Robbins, in a, in a book that she wrote called The Five-Second Rule. It's a good book. It's called The Five-Second Rule, Transforming Your Life, Work, and Confidence with Everyday Courage. She talks about beating procrastination by simply counting down from five to one, and then just go do it. She actually makes a game out of it. When she doesn't want to do something, she just counts it down. And get this, it all started when she, she would hit the snooze button on her alarm clock in the morning. She explained in an interview that, that one day she was so tired of hitting the snooze button so many times that she just counted down like a launch pad, except not from 10, 9, 8, you know, that way. She started at 5, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and she got up. And eventually she wrote a book around it, and she sold 2 million copies based around the concept of taking action with the five-second rule. And if you've ever heard of the acronym FEAR as false evidence of appearing real, well, it's true. Take action, and that fear will be gone. Let's go to the next takeaway. Takeaway five, be the Energizer Bunny. Now, remember that old story, the tortoise and the hare? The moral of the story is that slow and steady wins the race. I mean, the tortoise won, right? But what if they had a third person in that race? The Energizer Bunny. What if, just a what if, what if it had the stamina of the tortoise and the speed of the hare? In fact, it wouldn't even need as much speed as the hare. It would just need enough speed and stamina to beat both of them. That's what the author of the 10x rule is saying. Don't compete with your competition. Instead, dominate your competition. The way to do that is to just keep going. Now, picture your business with 10 times or the 10x rule with assets under management, just like I did with my client today, you would probably have a bigger team. You would have built it along the way. You would have created systems. You wouldn't be the rookie kid saying, I tend to work with people that have 100000 or more in investable assets. No way. You'd be the senior advisor. You'd have three or four junior advisors on the team. And they'd be saying that basically we work with clients that have a million or more in investable assets. And you'd have service people on your team. And the team is growing every year. Is this perspective even possible? Well, absolutely it is because I coach teams that have billions under management. And I know that they're constantly and consistently being the Energizer Bunny to dominate the competition. Now, the real question is, are you ready to put these types of takeaways into place and grow your business to the next level? <laughs> well, that is what we're going to talk about next. The next level. So I said that we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, how to change your business perspective. Check, we did that. Second, how the 10x rule works. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is the next level, so that you know what you can do or when you want to get to the next level. What you probably know by now is that your business perspective plays an important role in your success. 
But what you don't know or might not know is that getting the right coach and getting the right coaching will help you build a positive business perspective much faster than not getting the right coaching. In fact, I've been in the industry for 30 years and I've been coaching advisors and agents since 2004. And as a result, I've taken advisors of every type to the next level. The only real question is, are you ready for the next step? What is the next step? Well, the next step is simple. It takes about 30 seconds. I say this all the time in these podcasts. It's the most important step you'll ever take in your business, and here's why. You could either disregard everything that you heard in this podcast and go on doing whatever you were doing. Nothing will change. That's actually the wrong step in the wrong direction, or you could take 30 seconds or less to take a step in the right direction. Here's how. Email me. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Simply write, let's talk in the subject line, along with a bit of information about who you are and what your challenges are, and I'll reply and we'll set up a time to talk. It's that simple. But this is absolutely the right step in the right direction because if you do this step, you'll start to get a process of getting connections, camaraderie, and ancillary learning that you've always needed. Also, you'd have the solutions to get you to the next level by changing your perspective. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard, and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.